0: And we'll just read from Luke, Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 to 20. We've been telling the Christmas story in the last three weeks and today we're looking at the truth that the King has come and it's good news. A Saviour has been born. It's good news. Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 to 20. That night, some shepherds were in the fields... Outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognise him. You will find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to all whom God favours. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They ran to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. Then the shepherd told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished that Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God for what the angel had told them, because they had seen the child, just as the angel had said. Good news for all. Well, this morning, um, I, I just want to let you know that I love good news. If it's good news coming, I'm rapt to receive it. I'm very happy when I get good news. Um, I wonder if you remember some good news in your life. Some of you might be old enough to remember when man first walked on the moon. Can you remember that? I wasn't alive then. <laughs> it was 60... Oh, it was one year old, one year old. <laughs> no, don't try and work it all out. <laughs> but I, I'm told that, that the joy of reaching that goal and actually seeing it come to fulfil fulfilment was incredible. You know, it gave the, the, the world a sense of uh, pride and a sense of joy in being part of uh, such a great thing. People watched it on TV screens and, and celebrated it. Um, a hope that was made reality, you know, a great achievement. And hearing great news is exciting, I think. And when you hear great news, there should be um, a response, a celebration when great news happens, especially if it's great news that's overwhelming. Uh, like Joan Cummins and Sarah Jones and Phil Weeks all having birthdays this week. Isn't that incredible? Phil turned 30 this week. Isn't that great? And Joan added another year to her life. I can remember when I finally kind of finished my, um, my studies to be a, a minister. I can remember the, the joy that happened when I had, had finally was fully qualified Uh, accredited, ordained, official, reverent of the Baptist Churches of Victoria. The effort to get there in terms of academic study uh, sort of almost uh, messed with my mind so much. But what a moment, what great news when we realised that, yes, I'd been ordained. So we celebrated. We tried to figure out a way where we could celebrate. Out to dinner. No, no, not big enough. Throw a party. No, not big enough. What could we do? Well, what would be a kind of appropriate response? And this is what we decided. There's Mandy on a boat. And we went around the Wit Sundays for, for eight days, just sailing in the boat together, Mandy and I and another couple. Why? Because great news should be celebrated. Don't you agree? I think it's great. This uh, week we had some great news of the arrival of rain for people that were in the midst of bushfires. This is what the Herald Sun said today about um, that event. The Herald Sun said, When the rains came, blazes were bearing down on Mount Buller, Sawmill Settlement, Hauqua Hills, Walhalla, Tobacco Flat and Sheepyard Flat. Walhalla General Store owner Rhonda Aquilina, 57, was jubilant but exhausted. It was not looking good. The fire was right there on the edge of town, she said. The rain brought hope and relief. There's the response to good, good news. Mount Buller uh, chalet manager Eric Seawart was thrilled. He said, On Friday it was at our back doorstep more or less, but 9.5 millimetres of rain has settled it right down, Mr Seward said. Someone has looked up in the sky and giving us a break for Christmas. It was a response to good news. The fire was 500 metres from Mark Brandle's sawmill settlement home when the rain came down, and he said, it was absolutely wonderful. We can finally get a bit of sleep. Sleep is a great response when you haven't had it to good news. It's worth celebrating. It's worth giving joy and, and, and thanks for. You know, at Christmas, there's a lot of celebrating that goes on, isn't there? Last Thursday, a group of about 20 people were refused entry from the Carrier's Arm Hotel because they were intoxicated. Anyone know what time it was? 7.30. Joy, boy, these guys are celebrating, but in all the wrong ways. Uh, last night, uh, it said that in Melbourne, there were hundreds of people that were just stuck in Melbourne trying to find a taxi because they'd... Drunk so much trying to get home, and uh, the rain was pouring down, and there were not enough taxis to fill. You know, sometimes there were 70 people waiting in line for one sort of taxi, and they said a number of violent incidences occurred as a result. Some celebrations, hey, to good news. I wonder if they know the good news that they're celebrating. You know, there's family parties at this time, there's work breakups, there's Christmas dinners, there's carols by candlelight, there's Christmas shopping. It's exhausting, all this celebrating that we're doing. And perhaps tonight, after we've left the carrots and biscuits out for Santa and finished wrapping our final presents, as we lay down exhausted on the pillow, uh, let's really remember what we're celebrating this Christmas. Good news. Great news. A news that is so important. Angels would deliver this message, it was so important. Uh, News of an event that people at that time had longed for, for hundreds of years. News that changed their lives, news that's changed my life, and news that has changed so many of our lives, and news that needs to be told so others' lives are changed too. This news is for everyone. Good news. I want you to know that the good news of Jesus' birth, the first thing I want you to recognise is that it came to ordinary people. To ordinary people. The good news of Jesus' birth came to ordinary people and for you and I, that's worth celebrating because most of us are quite ordinary, aren't we? I mean, we're not extraordinary. We'd like to think we are, but you know... These were ordinary people. Look what it says. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Being a shepherd was no extra special job. It was hard work. There was little pay and terrible working hours for shepherds. These shepherds were watching over the flocks by night, and no doubt they took it in turns to uh, one to stay awake while the rest slept. They were doing quite ordinary work, just there protecting the sheep from wild animals. uh, Just quite, you could even say boring work for them. William Barclay writes that the shepherds were despised by orthodox or ordinary good people of the day. Shepherds were quite unable to keep the details of ceremonial laws. They couldn't observe all the meticulous hand washings and rules and regulations. Their flocks made far too constant demands on them. And so the orthodox people, the good living people, looked down on them as very common people. It was to simple men on the fields that God's message first came. Uh, Kent Hughes says that the only people lower than shepherds at that particular time in Jewish history, were lepers. I wonder today, do you feel a little bit like shepherds at times? A little ordinary? Perhaps uh, you feel like life is not what you had hoped it would be, not a whole lot of excitement from one day to the next. Maybe you feel like your work is tedious, a bit uh, predictable, ordinary pay. Uh, One day seems to roll on to the next. Maybe the same old, same old. I guess the shepherds felt like that too. Maybe when you look around at other people, you think to yourself, I never live up to those kind of orthodox people like the shepherds, uh, the expectations they had. And Maybe you think I could never be as good as those people or these other really religious people. In fact, you might think today that you're not the most religious person around. And perhaps you'd agree that God doesn't actually do anything over the top in your life. Perhaps from day to day, things are pretty ordinary with you and God. I guess the shepherds felt like that too. I guess they felt that way. Perhaps at times maybe you wish you were a little more prepared for things. Maybe you wish you had more money than you do right now. Maybe you wish you were able to give more to others at Christmas time. Maybe you feel like you'd like to uh, bake more for other people, give more away, you know, provide more. Perhaps you find it hard to live up to the expectations of people around you at Christmas, your family, your relatives, your friends. And I guess the shepherds probably felt like that too, out on the fields, unable to keep the laws, unable to be with their families when they needed them most. And perhaps that's what they were experiencing. Perhaps you feel a little lonely at Christmas time. Maybe a relationship's broken down or a friendship that's been through some conflict that's still unresolved. And maybe a loved one has passed away and you've got a sense that you don't feel like celebrating. Perhaps in a funny kind of way, the shepherds out alone in the fields, cut off from people in town all by themselves... Rings true for you. you. know, I want you to notice the first thing in this passage. This, the news comes to the shepherds, not to the kings, not to the important people who had it all together. It comes to ordinary people's lives. You know, the truth is that this good news of Jesus Christ coming into the world is for people who are humble. <laughs> people who recognise that they haven't got it all together, who people realise that they have a need, that their life is not all that God intended it to be, people who realise that they're cut off from the one who made them. You know, our church, uh, and any church, when it's becoming a God-centred church, a Christ-centred church, cares for people that seem to be struggling or finding it hard, And our church finds great joy in helping people uh, who are finding it a little bit challenging. So this year, our church, uh, we asked you for some uh, money one day. We had a special offering and you gave generously and we put together some hampers and we were able to give them to people uh, all from around. Some people, just people uh, who are part of our church, others from people from the community. And uh, we gave them out. I'm really just, I didn't do any work. I'm just there for that photo. But the rest of them, <laughs> the rest of them organised the whole thing. And, um, but, you know, I, I think it's really appropriate, the fact that God came to people out in the fields that were just ordinary. And I think he's come to me, who I'm just an ordinary guy, and he's come to you. And I think the only thing that disqualifies you from getting this great news is that you think you don't need it, you know, that you think you're not far from God, that you think you're great and that you're right and you're proud, and you don't need this message. This message doesn't only come to uh, ordinary people. It comes to people who are well-to-do. It comes to people in every avenue of life all around, but the only qualification is that you are humble in heart, and recognise your need for the message. Want, the second thing I want you to notice here is that the good news of Jesus' birth not only comes to ordinary people, but it comes from extraordinary beings. And that's worth celebrating, I think. It says that suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. These ordinary shepherds, to them, an extraordinary event takes place. Unbelievable event took place on a dark countryside. Uh, So far, it would have been a boring night, just counting the sheep again, perhaps, or trying to stay awake. And all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord appeared among them, it says. Do you know, uh, an angel is uh, a member of the order of heavenly beings who, uh, who are superior to human beings in power and intelligence. Uh, by nature, angels are, are spiritual beings. Their nature is uh, superior to human nature and they have superhuman power and knowledge. They're not, however, all-powerful or all-knowing. People have tried to paint pictures of of angels to see what they look like. And generally, uh, there's not much written about angels' appearances in the Bible. But uh, the only exceptions are where they talk about the cherubim and the seraphim. And uh, so most of the times, people are imagining what they must have looked like. The text says that the radiance of the Lord surrounded them. The radiance of the Lord surrounded them. The King James Version says that the glory of the Lord shone around them. You know, The glory illuminated all around where they were. So I can imagine, just like a Christmas tree full of bright lights, on this dark night, the whole place lit up as the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And they were a little uneasy. Hang on, no, it doesn't say that. It says they were, wor- no, not worried, not afraid, they were terrified. They were terrified. Uh, so the angel says, don't be afraid, and tells them that there's news that they're sharing that is worth celebrating. The angel says this I bring you good news. Oh, hold on. Oh. Ooh, I've doubled up on something. Oh, no, here we go. There was an angel and suddenly what happened after this was he tells the good news and the response of the angels when they tell them the good news is this. Suddenly, not one angel, but they're joined by a vast host, the armies of heaven. So you know, we're talking armies of angels were praising God together. This is what they're saying. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And I'll tell you, this is news that is so good that the angels, the heavenly beings, are celebrating this good news. They just can't control themselves. Heaven is throwing a party at this stage. The angels are going crazy. They're singing glory to God in the highest. They're saying peace on earth. The good news of Jesus' birth and his coming into this world is news that that angels just couldn't contain themselves. I want you to catch this, that heaven thinks this news is absolutely worth rejoicing over. You know, I think the angels saw the significance of what God was doing and the impact it would have on mankind. Uh, Luke chapter 15 gives us some more insights about times when angels celebrate. It says in Luke chapter 15 and verse 5, in the same way... Heaven will be happier over one lost sinner who returns to God than over 99 who are righteous and haven't strayed away. And then in verse 10 of chapter 15 of Luke, it says, In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels, even when one sinner repents. So I want you to notice this. When news of the the Son of God is shared, the angels rejoice. When one sinner turns back to God... The angels rejoice. Heaven throws a party again. And look what it says at the end of... Um, uh, let's listen to what it says at the end of the, the Bible in Revelations, where John has a vision of what will what will be. And it says in, in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11, it says, Then I looked and I heard the voice of thousands of, and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and of the elders. And they sang a mighty chorus, Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. I want you to just uh, pause and, and reflect on this. The angels in heaven see such huge significance in the birth of this child, Jesus, that they rejoice. Because this child... Would be the one who would help lost sinners repent and turn back to Him. And He will be the one that will reign forever and ever and ever. And that's something we're celebrating. They celebrate. So, this good news comes to ordinary people, just like you and me. That's we're celebrating. This good news comes from extraordinary beings. And it shows the significance that they place in Jesus Christ who's come. And that's worth celebrating. And I want to let you know that the good news that comes is of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who's come to save us. And that is worth celebrating. Look what the angels actually said. They said, I bring you good news that will be that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. A Saviour, a Saviour has been born Uh, someone has, has well written, that if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. That if our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. That if our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent us a savior the news the angels brought was staggering a savior a baby who was lying in a manger would bring forgiveness to man and put them in a right relationship with god the the guilt the shame The brokenness, the despair, the lostness, the isolation, the separation, the dislocation, the the just loss of hope that comes from knowing that death would be the end is turned right around through this baby, this child, Jesus. Uh, Through him, we will come to know God's love, to receive God's grace, to know his forgiveness and his mercy through the Son. Jesus himself said, My purpose is to give you life in all its fullness. Today, Jesus, this great news is for you and I, that he, through him, having a relationship with him, we can have fullness of life, a life filled with purpose. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains Prolong what the gladsome tidings be which inspire your heavenly song. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Gloria in excelsis Deo. How do you respond to this great news? How do you respond? Have, have you received and accepted Jesus Christ, the one who was born in the manger, the one who lived in, a sinless life, the one who is the Son of God who died on the cross so that you might be forgiven? Have you put your faith in Him? Have you put your trust in Him? Have you said yes to this Saviour as your Lord, as your Messiah? Have you put your trust in Him? How do you celebrate this great news? Well, when the angels had heard When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. These shepherds, when they'd heard the news, when they'd realized that God had sent a Saviour, a Messiah, the Lord, to Bethlehem in a manger. They said, let's go, let's see him. And they, and they rushed and they hurried, full of joy. And I want you to notice nothing would stop them from seeing the Messiah, the Saviour, the Lord. I, I, I want to say, are you eager today, this Christmas, when everybody's telling you what, what you need, what you should buy? Have you been hungry and ready and eager and hurriedly wanting to receive what God has already given in Jesus? they would let nothing stop them. They were running, looking around. I can imagine them knocking on doors, trying to find the the place where the Saviour was born. Nothing would get in their way. And the fact that you're here this morning, people, the fact that you're here in this place uh, may very be the sign that you, an ordinary person just like me, God, the maker of the heavens and earth might be wanting to get your attention today. To say that though you might be someone um, who who you know is just like the shepherds in your life, he's getting your attention and saying, I think you are precious. I love you so much I sent my son. I've got good news that I want you to celebrate. I've got good news of great joy that will change your whole life. I just want to say, like the shepherds, don't wait any longer. Don't put it off till next Christmas or, or don't you know, let some of your fears or concerns worry you. Say yes to Jesus. He's reaching out to you. If God is saying, I love you like he is through, the, through this story, then respond and receive the forgiveness and peace and real life that was meant for you to live. I wonder what it must have been like for them to go in and to look upon the Saviour. It says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened, what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept these things in her heart and thought about them often. After they'd seen Jesus, their response is to tell everybody, let people know. The people were astonished that they told about seeing all the angels and about seeing what was said about him. And you know, I find this true, that people who have really come to know Jesus, people that are, who were once broken and now forgiven, people who were once driven, you know, just living their life full of guilt and shame, who now know the freedom and joy of saying, you know, the, the one who's made the heavens and earth has forgiven me. The one who, uh, who is coming again lives within me. And I know the God of the heavens and the earth. I've been forgiven. There's such joy that these people can't hide what's being said. They're not aggressive. They're not dominating trying to force people down but they've just got good news to share. Good news to share to anyone who will listen. And that's us, isn't it? Who put our trust in Jesus Christ. We just know the joy of it and we want to share it. Some people are amazed when they hear that news. Some people say no thanks. Some people don't believe but we can't help sharing the news that we've heard. As I look at us as a church in this community. uh, I think that this Christmas time, we want to hold so strongly to this wonderful, great news. And I think at this time of year, uh, it's a great reminder for us that in the coming year, we want to find the most appropriate, helpful, loving ways to share the greatest news ever with the people in our community, the people who live around Wodonga and Albury and the regions around Why? Because it's true. Because it's changed our lives. Because it's given us life to the full. And this morning, if you have never uh, taken hold of the gift of Jesus' Son, don't pause any longer. Finally, the shepherds went back to their flocks, praising Glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. You know, I think it's an incredible finish to this passage. Because God made you and created you to praise Him, to live a life of thankfulness, of praise, because you know Him and love Him and you're living life to the full. The sad thing is, most people do anything but praise God because they're just so caught up with other celebrations at this time of year. But these shepherds were changed forever. They went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God and giving thanks for all they'd seen. I think their lives were different now. Their lives would be changed forever because of the things that they'd seen and heard. And I think for us, as we go today, let's go praising and thanking God for all that he's done. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. You know, let earth receive her king. Let's pr- give praise and thanks to God and live a life that God made us to. You know, He made us to love him, to know him and to live our lives for him, surrendered to him. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Well, this Christmas, may you and your family have uh, the most blessed time as you take hold of the good news and celebrate it appropriately for all that he's done for you. Let's pray together. God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for sending your son. We want to thank you for sending him to, to come into this world, into an ordinary manger, to be announced to ordinary people who have responded wholeheartedly. And God, we're your people today. We've responded to your incredible gift and we say thank you. Oh God, I pray that people who don't know you that are here today would just respond wholeheartedly to you, would seek to know you more, to give their lives to you, to find forgiveness that can only come through your son. Oh God, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for your love. We want to live our lives praising you. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, just in these next few moments, I'd love you to take out your blue card, which is in your news sheet, and we just.